Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. October 8, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelley Overton, the astrologer for the hour or for the half hour. And I live in Orlando, Florida. It's a beautiful day today. And I want to welcome you to the show. We have a lot to go over. I am going to tell you all about what's going on planetarily and chit chat a little bit about what the current events are. And what's going on with that? So um, if you have any questions for me about that, you can put it in the chat room. I've got the chat room open. So I hope your week has gone okay. hope everything is going well. Um, anyway, so this week we're going to talk first. Let's just get to what's going on in the sky. And I'll probably give a little bit more insight as to what's going on in the world. So we've got here right now at this very moment uh, Sagittarius rising in Orlando which is always fun because Sagittarius really is the sign of fun just ask any Sagittarian Um, we've got Jupiter the planet that rules Sagittarius in the first house at 19 degrees he is in positive aspect to the sun today and that means he is at uh, 60 degrees apart which is a sextile and the sun is at 15 Libra We've got Mars at 2 degrees Libra. We've got Venus at 29 degrees Libra and 53 minutes. So in other words, Venus is going to change signs rapidly. And today she changes signs at 1.06 p.m. Eastern, 10.06 a.m. Pacific. And I'll let you do the math for all the other time zones. So um, I'm looking forward to that, actually, because Venus at the end degrees um, – I'm going to just interject here. I do orary, H-O-R-A-R-Y, and I also had a French uh, background, so I pronounce it orary. I know some other astrologers pronounce it horary, which is not really the way I interpret it, just pronunciation-wise. But um, orary astrology means on the hour. And so what it does is when you have a question, that question takes on a chart of its own. And there are other rules, orary chart rules, for interpretation of that. So I interpret things slightly different based on some of those rules. And so when I, well, I shouldn't say different. I mean, maybe I do it differently than other astrologers, but some of them do actually interpret this way also. But I'm just going to let you know 
Um, having planets at the end of a sign is the culmination of a story. So if you were to do an orary chart with a planet at the end degrees, that means that something's almost over. And it represents a person, and the person is at the end of that story or almost out of your life, so to speak. And it may also mean that they're almost ready to leave to do their own thing. It doesn't mean you'll never see them again, but it is the end of the story, and, and it means someone can exit from that area of your life. So currently with Venus and Libra in the 11th house, it means there is a female exiting the collective consciousness that we know and going deeper into the depths. And that's also a, an archetype of your life. So you may have a woman in your life who is about ready to go off into the ethers, meaning they're going to potentially transition, or they could be just going away to do some type of in-depth metaphysical event that takes them away, but also plunges them deep into the ethers. So that's really kind of like with this photograph of the chart, that's what's going on. So Having Venus at the last degrees of Libra, Libra is cooperation between factions. It's an ending of a story, and that kind of is what we will touch on a little bit in current events, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Mercury is at seven degrees of, excuse me, Scorpio. He just went into Scorpio last week, and Mercury is a rather... I want to say he's non-binary, to use current contemporary terms. Um, non-binary, of course, is he's not masculine or feminine. He actually is rather neutral. We call him he just because that's um, been the assigned gender pronoun, I suppose, for all of the time I've ever done astrology. And But Mercury really acts asexually. And that means that he doesn't lean towards either gender. He really just comes from a standpoint of intelligence and logic and analysis. And so I would say the archetype probably is more the archetype of a geek or a nerd. And that's no offense to that, to anyone who identifies as a geek or a nerd. But um, he is very much the scientist and the um uh, logistical guy, the the um, I'm a statistician. It's another good word word for him. So he goes strictly on what he thinks and what he analyzes to be. Now that energy is valid, but it doesn't always take into account reason. And reason, I guess I would define reason as incorporating a broader picture. Uh, more opinions and probably a little bit more intuition and emotion, even though emotions can absolutely, they can either guide us as a compass or they can drive us off course into the depths of despair or the reaches of joy. Um, But reason is more of an intuitive overlay to logic. So I guess um, I have four planets in Virgo, which answers to Mercury. So I tend to be that way at times. I'm not always that way because I have a ton of water in my chart as well. But Mercury himself is an entity. I want to almost say it's, I can't even, I wanted to say it was more like almost um, robotic, but I don't 
think that that is necessarily the case because quite honestly, every time I talk about mercury and there are questionable things, um, I think (laughs) questionable things going on that I might assign there, I get kind of a hit for mercury and I'm hoping I can make it through this podcast with no difficulty today. But uh, mercury is really strong and powerful when it comes to making shifts of thought and thought processes. And then um, we'll also get to that. The Venus-Mercury aspect today, um, they're both opposite Uranus at five degrees Taurus retrograde. And that is a huge aspect that is really playing out in current events right now, in my opinion. So I will get back to that. But um, Let's move back down to the other planets and talk about where they are. So the south node, which is uh, an imaginary line in the sky of crossing, uh, it's around the equator. And when, okay, so there are a couple different definitions. And I will tell you, I have read a couple different different definitions. One is the moon crossing and the sun crossing the equator. Another is they cross each other's path. So basically it's the point in the sky where the sun and the moon interact both sides of the earth. And the south node is the node that brings in the past. And the north node is the future. The south is the difficulty we have to live through from where we are stuck. I would say it's a good dogmatic aspect, meaning we have an idea of how things should be, but we're stuck there. And then the opposite side is where we have to transmute that energy and come to balance our lives and our ideologies with the opposite point of view. And it isn't always the comfortable side. It is a a fortunate side. So we can channel tremendous fortune when we've transmuted the South node energy, but the South node energy is kind of our comfort zone, so to speak. So um, South node today in Capricorn uh, tradition and structures and systems that we have always known and come to understand, such as hierarchy and authoritarianism, those are the things that we understand as a collective because that's a huge part of what our consciousness has been based on in this life. And so as we go through this intense time of Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, it is triggering the South Node. They both are right on it. Um, Saturn just went over the south node about a week ago. And Pluto passed the south node a a while ago. But Saturn is coming up on Pluto as of January, which means Pluto is kind of, this is a lot. I know I'm getting into a lot of detail. Maybe listen again and you'll catch some of the stuff the second time. Or maybe even uh, do a chart. You can do a chart at ALAB, A-L-A-B. BE.com. They have a current chart going on all the time. And so you can see where the planets are. Um, if you're new to astrology, definitely my best advice for you is to print out a chart of all the glyphs so you understand what they stand for. And then once you know what the glyphs st- stand for, um, assign the archetypes to each of the glyphs and match up the planets with their sign and that will help uh, cut in half the amount of stuff you have to learn as far as archetypes because the planets are each sign is ruled by a planet and each planet has an archetype so therefore the sign has the archetype as well and that will really uh, reduce how much you have to learn 
you know, you just have to learn the glyphs and match them up with the planet and the sign. And that will really help to understand it. And then once you understand that, you can start to work on the aspects and the degrees apart and all that. But um, that's my advice to you today. So anyway, um, having Pluto running out ahead. And I do want to say, I know I'm, I'm doing a lot of kind of different things today. I really wanted to add some new interesting things to the podcast as much as I can, because I do it. I've done it for 10 years and I've done it every week, almost every week for 10 years. And when you go over the information before you take calls, it does get to be repetitive. Um, if you're listening to the podcast new, there's a treasure trove of podcasts you can go and listen to. But I also try to introduce new concepts and stuff for people who have listened for a long time. But, um, you know, I do tend to focus mostly on people who are kind of just learning astrology. So it can get a little more repetitive for people who have listened a long time. And that's why I'm adding a few extra things to it. So anyway, um, Pluto running out ahead of Saturn. So Saturn likes its systems, everything in a row, all its ducks in a row. And Pluto is all about the psychology of why do you want everything in a row? What's going on with that? Maybe there's a different way. Maybe you need to cut loose things that don't work for you anymore, which is exactly what Pluto does. Pluto runs through the zodiac and wherever he lands in whichever sign and whichever house in your particular chart, he will bring up all of your belief systems, all of your fears, all of your self-doubts, where you have value in your life, where you value yourself, how you see others valuing you. And he, what he wants to do is he wants to get to the heart of the matter and find out the true value of what's most important. So that's what he does. And that's what he's doing with Capricorn. Capricorn's energy is all about government, all about structure, authority, um, mastering something, being the person in charge, and being the person you go to when you need something. So what he does is he goes through all of those places in our lives, all those people who trigger us around our fears about our own personal authority and what our value is as an authority figure, as a person who is responsible for ourselves. So, yes, he rules, or the Pluto in the sign of Capricorn rules authority and um, governments and, and anything that we see as hierarchical. But Pluto in Capricorn, it is a power energy, but his power is basically um, exposing what is hidden and exposing the unjust side of life. Because I know a lot of people have interactions with Pluto. And I mean, for the ruler of Scorpio, Pluto is synonymous with Scorpio. And Scorpions have a bad rep as being a little um, vindictive or into power, into control. And they use information on other people and intuitive understanding of motivation as means of power. So I completely get that. But um, in this situation, he is bringing up where we have power struggles within our own lives and as a country, as a world, as countries within the world, where do the struggles lie? Where are the power issues, the power struggles, and why do we have those? So 
he's really trying to get to the heart of the matter with that. And then he's running out ahead of Saturn. So keep in mind that there's a natural order to the planets. The ones closest to the sun go quicker. The ones farther away from the sun go slower because they have a larger orbit. And so Pluto is in the farthest reaches of our solar system. He has a very long time to go around the sun. Ergo, a very long time to transit through all of the signs and affect our lives here on Earth. So when he gets in a sign, he digs deep, deeply, I guess is the right word. And Saturn, okay, so my point was the ones closer to the sun go quicker. So they have a natural order. Pluto being far out, he's the last one to follow up. Currently, he's actually running out ahead of Saturn. So Saturn has to catch up to Pluto and then go ahead of him. So in other words, he is taking energy that he got from the nodes, from probably even Jupiter um, or whatever planet was most recent there, which is probably uh, the moon, actually, not even a planet, but it was the moon. The moon was there about two days ago, just going over Saturn, going over the nodes, going over Saturn, going over Pluto. And so the moon brought energy from the south node to Saturn to Pluto. When that happened, we started getting some more interesting events happening in hierarchy. And then Saturn now is also coming up on Pluto. Will other planets transit over this? Yes. And I can guarantee you when, uh, well, Jupiter won't transit over it, but Mercury will definitely get there and he'll get there on January 12th and 13th. So he's the quickest moving body outside of the sun that is going to transit through Capricorn. Now keep in mind, sun is at Libra right now. He's squaring all the energy of Saturn and soon to square exactly Pluto. He just squared Saturn yesterday. He's just moving between a square with Saturn and a square with Pluto. So he's the, the ego that wants to do something cooperative, but he's at odds with the authority figure and the major change. So currently, you know, in the collective, we've got a lot of people wanting cooperation and a lot of entities not accepting that cooperation. So case in point, um, Hong Kong and China, uh, we've got, now an escalating uh, disagreement between Trump and just about everybody else in government when it comes to foreign policy, given that he, and, and now we're getting a little bit into current events, but that's an example of what I'm saying. So Saturn running behind Pluto is kind of answering to Pluto. And um, he's coming up on Pluto again, January 12th and 13th, in which case he's going to give all of the authority and all the systems a shakedown. And that means that Pluto is going to finally not only be done with his running out ahead of Saturn and saying, there's information out here that you're not getting. Saturn's lagging behind that. The system is not getting what is truly happening in world change. And so as Saturn joins up with Pluto, we are bringing the system on board with the collective consciousness of shift and change in authority. So while we see the tremendous upheaval in Hong Kong, we've now got the Houston, uh, the manager of the Houston Rockets came out with a tweet yesterday that basically supported Hong Kong 
which um, I think the man probably learned his lesson sadly. It's not a lesson I would like. And that is that he tweeted about support for Hong Kong. His uh, boss, who owns the Rockets, and also the NBA, who are the overriding authority of his boss even, they got the fallout from China, who is now up in arms over the fact that the Houston Rockets manager tweeted out support for Hong Kong because there is a huge billion-dollar-plus deal for streaming NBA games in China. And the Rockets were one of the bigger uh, entities in that streaming, one of the bigger fandoms, because they have a player who's from China on the team. And so I find it really interesting that Mercury, opposite Uranus now, is basically saying, so Mercury answers to Pluto because he's in Scorpio. Mercury in Scorpio answers to Pluto, who rules Scorpio. And that is major shift and change. And interestingly, he's opposite Uranus, who is retrograde, meaning Uranus rules the people, rules the masses, the collective consciousness, and uh, the sign of Taurus that Uranus is in rules money and, again, with Uranus in it, the collective consciousness around money. So Venus is about to go into Scorpio. So they're going to join up, or she will actually come into the same sign as Mercury, but Mercury already passed Venus. So um, I'm hoping you understand what I'm saying here, but basically if you look at a chart, you're looking at the transits or the movement of the planets around the sun from our perspective on Earth. And so from our perspective, Mercury is opposing Uranus. Um, They're on opposite sides of the Earth, and Venus is about to go into the same sign as Mercury. So Mercury in Scorpio is saying, hey, there's a true injustice, injustice going on here, and it is opposite of the money systems and the collective consciousness of where the money systems are right now. And currently, we have a difficult energy going on with that because we've got um, the moon squaring Uranus. Well, yesterday late and into today, um, it's in a squaring sign. It was directly squaring yesterday when Trump came out with his um, pulling out of Turkey. And honestly, that's his own financial well-being that he's doing that for because he has business interests in Turkey. So he is now um, throwing the Kurdish allies under the bus, so to speak, and his own people in, uh, in the government are up in arms over the fact that he did that. So um, he's not really, he's kind of persona non grata for both sides right now of politics here in America. And so we've got this tremendous upheaval going on. I'm not needing to laugh. It's not funny, but it's, it's, it's a comedy of errors, really. And it's a huge uh, thing going on in the world right now. And a big part of it is Mercury opposite Uranus because they both share a similar um, energy in that they are both intellectual. They're both um, connected to values and they are seeing this tremendous shift going on with our values being shifted, which is Pluto. Um, Mars is at two degrees Libra. He's in conjunct or uh, 150 degrees apart from Uranus today. So action being taken against the collective uh, around money. Uranus and Taurus going retrograde is definitely challenging the monetary systems and the powers that be that that worship the almighty dollar and any other 
types of currencies. So, you know, there's definitely kind of a battle going on with this whole idea of what are we going to do around our values? What are we going to do around expressing money as a means of economic, I don't know, like cooperation, economic understanding, economic agreement that we all say, yes, in fact, um, money is the be all end all. It isn't. Uranus is there to show us that money is not the be all end all because Uranus detaches. Uranus understands the collective. Uranus goes for the best scenario for everyone. That's his point of view. That's his job as a planet in the zodiac. So he's in the sign of Venus. She's opposite him right now. So Venus is answering to, well, Venus rules. Um, Taurus, but she's in Libra, so she answers to herself quite honestly right now, which tells me that there probably is no repercussion going on for women speaking their mind. Um, people are speaking out, and when Venus gets into Scorpio, she will have repercussions, but the repercussions are going to be very powerful and probably more in cooperation with her point of view. So Venus in Libra, she's wanting everyone to understand how to get along, how diplomacy works. Diplomacy is highly important right now with Sun and Mars in Libra. It's about balance. It's not about battles. There's nothing in Aries right now. The ruler of Aries, which is Mars, is in Libra. So diplomacy is the order of the day, and that's not happening. That's not happening because we have a square going on with the energies of um, well, the sun to all of the energy of Capricorn. So sun and Libra to Saturn and Pluto. Mars will be moving forward. And as he moves forward throughout the month of October, he will be coming closer and closer to a square with all of the Capricorn, Saturn, Pluto energy. So what that means is there is going to be a huge diplomatic battle. Not only that, I realized also there was a car accident in England this week where a diplomat's wife from the United States hit, um, she was driving or the car she was in, I think it was she was driving, hit someone on a motorcycle in England and killed, it was a young man, I think he was 19 years old, 15 or 19, somewhere in there. And then she, she was interviewed by the police and said she would stay in the country because there's diplomatic immunity, and yet she left the country. So now um, the parents are vowing to come to America and talk directly to Trump to have her diplomatic immunity rescinded and send her back to, the, to England to account for what happened. So it is obviously a very strong collective energy of upheaval around power struggles, around cooperation, and quite honestly, are we even being nice and in, integrous? Integrous? I don't know. I'm sure it's a made-up word. I can't find it anywhere, but I know it's a word that is kind of in the collective consciousness because I've heard other people use it. So having integrity. It's a time of learning about our integrity. And what does that mean? As Saturn moves closer to Pluto, it means we are having to own our integrity. My integrity for me, your integrity for you, and the collective integrity we have as humans on this planet. Are we going to continue 
to put money as a central be-all, end-all of our societies or even power. You know, there are plenty of people in power right now that are abusing it. And that's always been the case, but it has not been the case that it is so clear in our news, in the understanding of everyday people. Boris Johnson abusing power. Donald Trump abusing power. China abusing power. Um, Kim Jong-un abusing power. Like, it's all over the world. It is not exclusive to America. And the upheaval is here because we as a collective want to make a shift and change. And quite honestly, it's the only way I can process what is going on in this world is through understanding that there is a process going on in cycles. The cycles are the solar system, the planets that make up the solar system. And in our world, we most definitely are affected by the energy of the planets. And, um, you know, you can believe it or not, but I've studied it for 40 plus years. And I can tell you that it continues to show me that it's accurate and it's relevant. So anyway, I hope that's something for you to ponder. I'm going to give the people in the um, chat room, or not the chat room, the queue, a second if you want a reading. I just have the end of the main part of the show, but I can do a reading if you're interested. Just push one on your keypad, and I will call on you. Otherwise, nobody has their hand up. So I guess that's pretty much what I have to say today. No one's raising their hand, and I want to thank you for listening in every week and supporting the podcast. Anyway, I hope to see you here next week. We'll see what happens. I didn't really get a touch on anything. So the full moon is Sunday in Aries. Um, That's assertiveness and aggressiveness. Just know that that, of course, is going to be in uh, square to the Pluto energy, to the Libra energy. And we'll probably end up talking about some of that energy next week. I'm just trying to see what we can talk about next week as the planets shift and change. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a lot of Taurus moon energy next week and some Gemini and Cancer. So let's talk about that. Anyway, thanks for showing up. And, oh, we just had someone raise their hand. Okay, I'll give you a real quick question. Hey, 817. Hi, 817. How are you? Oh, hey, Shelly. It's Nancy. How are you? Hi, Nancy. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What can I do for you today? No, I just what, what I just wanted to say hello and thank you for your show. And I'm interested in Aww. hearing about the, the full moon in Aries, which is my being in Aries. I've got Pluto in my first house. So that's going to be a square, obviously, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that just, so let me just maybe pay attention. Is there any mm-hmm. words of wisdom for that? Um. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me just look. Well, so it's communication. So you're and you've you've also got Sun in Aries and Merc, um, Venus in Aries. So right now right. there is a huge struggle over communication and power for you because um, Venus, at the last degree of Scorpio, is not in a positive aspect to your Venus. So you've got this little. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. I said Venus at the end of Scorpio. Venus at the end of Libra is in opposition to your natal Venus. So you're in a Venus opposition. And so what's going on is you're wanting to take action. Um, Aries is an action sign. And, of mm-hmm. course, 
you've got an opposition with more energy. Venus and Mercury are wanting you to um, cooperate through ideas and through understanding the value of a situation and understanding information. Like you're learning. You're supposed to learn something. Mercury at the last degree, literally the last degree of your house of, of growth and adventure and then it goes into your house of career and hits your Neptune. So there's definitely something going on with your vision for your dream and the dream career and uh, a conflict going on there and a power struggle <laughs> on some level. So um, it's probably going to perfect even more. You're having both the Venus and Mercury are opposite Uranus, which is on the cusp of the home and family. So a lot of the energy is about, what does the dream look like and how is it affecting my personal uh, family life and what kind of person I am there. And honestly, with Uranus going into your house, the home and family, when he goes direct, that's going to be affected. There's a certain amount of detachment. And you're, I want to say you're probably going to be a little bit like, I'm throwing my hands up. I can't cope with you people. It's like all I am is about money to you, that kind of energy. And you really want something that means something to you. And that's what Neptune in your house of career is trying to do for you. It has to be valuable. You have to be passionate about it. And right now you're getting a lot of pushback. So um, it is a major shift time ideologically. And for you having Capricorn in the first house, um, man, you poor thing. I I mean, I feel for you. But at the same time, you've got a lot of positive stuff coming to help you make your dreams come true. So um, it's, it's really like getting to the heart of the matter and really being able to let go of the fear, let go of the control, and let go of the control. <laughs> mm-hmm. and let go of how, mm-hmm. how you see yourself because you see yourself as the – because you have Saturn-Jupiter conjunct. That's not easy. And yeah. not only are they conjunct, they're conjunct in different signs. So you have a 28 yep. Saturn in Capricorn and a two degree Jupiter in Aquarius. So this is your coming year. I would honestly, I mean, I, I give this service free every week, but I would recommend a full reading for you because I agree. you're coming into this time of, of like a major shift that's going to really touch some deep issues for you. So um, I don't want to really get into some more of the personal things yep. with you on air, but yeah, it's, huge for you this coming year okay i but agree power struggles <laughs> and career and ideology ideology and having a voice and learning what you need to learn i got chills with that having a voice and learning what you need to learn both of those are very big for you so okay all right well, well anyway text and set up a time. oh sweet okay i look forward to it thank you i anyway, appreciate it she's awesome you have to get a reading from her Everyone Thanks. should get a reading from you because it's worth it. Be I know, best, right? Kelly. I think so. It is. Okay, you take care. Bye, Nancy. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, awesome. Bye. bye. Okay, that's the show for this week. I want to say thanks again for showing up, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided 
on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.